Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. Her name is Shannon Joy. Good to have her back here with us on the Dace Group. She will be joining us here momentarily. You have a name, too. Maybe we will learn it later in Hour 2 with Feedback Friday. That's when we will respond to your responses to us. Before we get into the Dace Group, though, I've mentioned this a couple times this week. We've got a brand new partner here on the show that I, I just, you know, I don't ever agree to put anybody on whose products I don't think are trustworthy and or would be a good fit for our show. But then there's every now and then you, there's a partner that it's a, it's a next level thing where the, 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 the partner is actually of the audience. They don't just have something of use to the audience, but they're of the audience. They are one of us. And they are driven missionally, uh, very similarly, if not right along the same track. And that's our new partners at Constitution Wealth. I had a chance to talk to these guys before the holidays to get geared up for uh, adding them to our repertoire here this year. And just was extremely impressed with their level of passion, knowledge, conviction. They speak fluent Steve Day show, if you know what I mean by that. I mean, I don't, I don't do this very often either. I mean, I went to the I went to their rep on my own and said, hey, we, we should get them on the show sometime as guests. Just wealths of knowledge and passion, fiery. They are from the same ecosystem we are. So if you want your financial decisions to not just reap a reward here, but store up treasures in heaven as well. If you are interested in unleashing the full God-given potential of your finances and backing things that don't just have the right report or um, prognosis or yield uh, or ROI, but also have the right values too, go to constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Get a free consultation there. If, if nothing else, you're going to enjoy talking to these dudes. I promise you. Constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Again, go to constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. And with that, it is time for the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was begins as it always does with issue one, Bleep Lord Nefarious says. Why on earth would we give private schools our taxpayer dollars when they don't have the mandate, the commitment, the responsibility and accountability to educate all of our students just like our public schools do? I don't get what's happening. It feels like the 1950s all over again with like book banning. This is this is cancel culture from people who are, I guess they just want our kids to be ignorant and to control the teachers. I am going to quit. I'm 100% going to quit. And it is because, not comments like this, but it is because people like this have taken over or are starting to take over education and education is not what it once was and it's not worth it anymore. Judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what article five of the Constitution does. Article five is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about article two? 
neither is Article 2. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, I didn't know about this either until last year, but it turns out that after flu season, about three or four weeks later, there is a stroke season. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this COVID. You got to publish your own time. You got to publish your own time. We're exploring, like, no. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. I, I had not gotten my COVID uh, booster. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one? The fourth. The fourth. Yeah. Because, you know, we went to London, then got COVID. COVID, yeah. Got completely knocked down for a while. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. Months. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't say months. You were knocked down for months. If I'd taken the booster, I would have probably sneezed and said, what was that? And kept going. Exactly. That's the difference. Uh, we have spoke, uh, like, between me and some friends that uh, in this country, and this, I'm, I'm making this point because, because we need to remind people that America is the only country on earth that people die by gun without even being on, in war. I mean, the, the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pact. I think that there's a real blurring of the lines and, and, and the use of the word violence is property destruction violence. Um, to some people, it certainly is. First question as we welcome her back to the show. Good to see you again, Shannon. Thank you. Uh, what was the most disgusting thing that you just saw? I'm personally offended by the book banning comment as a mother in Fairport, New York, who is working on removing disgusting pornographic books from elementary, middle school, and high school libraries in my own town of Fairport, New York. The idea that they're calling it book banning, I just want to give you one example of the books that we are trying to remove from a middle school. The title is This Book is Gay by Juno Dawson. The superintendent knows, Brett Provenzano, that this book is on the shelves. The school board knows that this book is on the shelves. We've brought it to their attention. They're doubling down. And this book in the chapter, The Ins and Outs of Gay Sex, instructs young kids on how sex apps work. And I'm going to read from the book. They teach kids to use them. Number one, upload a tiny pic of yourself to the app. Number two, the app works out your geographic location. Number three, the app tells you who is the nearest homosexual. Number four, you then chat to them. Number five, because they are near, it's easy to meet up. So when those idiot morons try to call us book banners, what they need to understand is that parents across the United States of America and dozens of parents here in Fairport, New York, Brett Provenzano is the superintendent in this school, are trying to get these books out of school so that kids are protected from predators. And given the information coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, about the the LGBTQ child sex trafficking ring that I've been covering with Mia Kithel. I think that this is incredibly important. We're about protecting children, not banning books. I'm fine banning all their books. Yeah, I'm fine banning all of them. I'm fine actually executing them all after a fair trial, of course. 
I just, I, I want to be on the record. I'm totally fine burning all of their uh, demonic books. I'm totally fine um, executing every one of these pedo simp groomers and pedos themselves after a fair trial, of course. I just want to make sure that I'm on the record with that. So I'm fine banning you all and executing you uh, if convicted. Todd. The, the judge, uh, amazing amazing not surprising but amazing as we've talked about on the show uh attorneys uh at law school don't actually like there's not a class like the constitution it's all case law things like that and and here phenomenal and 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 that is behind most of the other segments we see the level of incoherence and ignorance within the professional expert class that constantly controls your life and calls you terrible names within this. It explains so much that's behind COVID and how everybody became sheep and lemmings just to get along. The amount, the smart set, the college educated smart set doesn't know about anything and everything is staggering. That's not a one-off. That's not just this gal this is everybody this is everybody they just know nothing but they're so smug they're so they feel smart i am i am i am smart and you're not and therefore we don't have to have the socratic dialogue at all because why would we because i'm smart and you're not i don't for for her to not know that and not instantly being gong showed off the stage because that's what would happen in a society that made sense. What she just said is the equivalent of a rocket science, you know, not knowing how to mix the chemicals uh, to make the rocket blast off safely. It's just amazing, but they're everywhere at every level. It's not just the law and it's behind why Aaron has to do this montage every day. That college is creating that every single day in every single discipline as you coined it a few years ago invincible ignorance never before in all of human history have more people had more access to more information and been more stupid and more proud of their stupidity at the exact same time yes aaron does anyone know what the central claim of, of the, is of those who oppose school choice? Does anybody know? Because it seems rather... Is this rather, that it will drain the funding of the public schools? Is this rather chaotic? To, it Which seems is it chaotic. admission that our schools suck because people won't want to come if they don't have to? Yeah, it seems chaotic at best, but that is the, the, the main one. So, so the same people who are totally fine with spending taxpayer dollars on the kind of books that Shannon was just talking about and probably spending taxpayer dollars on meatball surgeries for dudes who feel pretty are really concerned about something that's, in most cases, a net neutral. That, that, that makes no case. But but at the end of the day, what is their, what do they have to show for their chosen educational system it's that stupid mind-numbingly dumb judge that we just saw Mm -hmm. that's what they have to show for it so with all due respect you don't get any respect but with all due respect it's zero with all due respect (laughs) we're gonna try school choice and you can keep your public schools if you like your public public school you can keep keep your public schools yeah i like that quite a bit that's a good one i like that i mean it's only fair that's what they offered us with obamacare right it's only fair you know we were we are more than happy to make the same offer to you with Obamacare uh, that you made to us will make the same author offer to you with school choice similar to actually we should actually go up a notch that's why I am willing 
I am willing to offer these fiends uh, like fi- at places like Pfizer, Moderna, and the rest of the biomedical fascist state. I am willing to offer them fair trials that are open and transparent, that they never offered us before they poisoned us. I am willing to offer that to them before we then poison them. I think it's only fair. No and I'm actually to, taking no. integrity up a level. There's actually. no end to your benevolence. <laughs> there, am I not merciful? Mm, yes. Indeed. Yes. All right. Let's get to the uh, exit question here. On a scale of one to 10, with one being how many people in Washington haven't taken classified documents home at this point, and 10 being how many guys Lindsey Graham wants to be taken by at any point, Rank this week's level of total depravity, Todd. Ten. Shannon. Ten. You missed the Lindsey Graham blast. Just admit it. You you missed yeah. them. <laughs> I, did. I know you did. Aaron, go ahead. I'm at a ten. You know it. Aaron's at a ten as well. Before we get to issue two. A great opportunity to remind you about our friends over at Jace Medical. I was talking a little while ago about we we want to do our best to make sure that we are promoting products that we think are really worthwhile. How's your health? Is that pretty worthwhile? And do you think you can trust uh, the uh, the public health institutions with it after the last few years? Probably not. All right. That's why be prepared on your own and as much as you possibly can. All right. And one of the ways you can do that is with our friends over at Jace Medical. J as in jump at what I'm about to tell you here in a minute. J-A-S-E, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. If you use the offer code DACE10, you'll get $10 off their Jace case. What is that? It is a case of the uh, most of the most venerable antibiotics available on the market. You know, before you need them the most and they tell you now they're suddenly poison, you can't have them, so die. All right, including amoxicillin, by the way, which we currently have a shortage of. And for those of you that are like me and the rare group of people that are penicillin allergic, um, doxycycline, maybe its most popular alternative, that's in the Jace case as well. Take full advantage of this to make sure, particularly now with cold, flu, infection, respiratory virus season, et cetera, things for sinusitis and a lot of other infections, these antibiotics, just to make sure if you get Let's Go Brandon at your local pharmacy, you have it ready to go right there in your own home. JaceMedical.com. J-A-S-E. JaceMedical.com. Use the promo code DACE10 for $10 off at checkout. Let's get to issue two, Trump and the jab. Fellas, find you a woman who looks at you the way Trump looks at Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump continues his championing of the poisonous COVID jabs. Just last week on the Water Cooler podcast with David Brody, Trump again claimed the COVID jabs were his signature accomplishment. I did. I was able to get something approved that you know has proven to save a lot of lives. Some people say I saved 100 million lives worldwide. But I was able to get that done in nine months versus uh, versus five years to 12 years. Then over the weekend, Trump showed up at the funeral of Diamond, of the Diamond and Silk duo, who passed away suddenly recently at the age of 51. I saw it happen. I saw how it happened. I was there when it happened. And it happened suddenly. I want America to wake up and pay attention. Something ain't right. I don't believe, you know, they told me, I said, give me a little time, because I have a lot of people waiting for me back in a place called Palm Beach, Florida. They said, give me a little time. What do you think it'll take? Oh, about 15, 20 minutes, sir, in and out. I said, well, it could take longer. It's a little longer than 15 minutes, right? 
First question, since we talked about this at length earlier this week, Shannon, we'll bring you in because you may have a fresh perspective on this. Uh, First question, is Trump 2024 going to be the next thing that the COVID jabs kill? What say you? If he continues to double down on what everyone now realizes could potentially be the most deadly mRNA vaccine, the most deadly vaccine ever to hit the markets, then at this point, he is writing his own history as the worst homicidal dictator on the face of the planet. I mean, he he is handing this legacy on a silver platter to his enemies. Everyone, it, it is, I, I can't make sense of what he is doing right now. It makes no sense. Uh, his response to COVID-19, Operation Warp uh, Warp Speed, and now his continuing doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down as all of this evidence, the mountains of data, the Pfizer documentations, the, the lawsuit from Brooke Jackson, the VAERS report, the CDC right now, and FDA yesterday, the bobbleheads in the boxes just admitted that they know that these vaccines are causing debilitating injuries. It's there, there. It's all right there. And the fact that he can't fathom this and he can't step back from it, I don't know if he's crazy. I don't know if he's ignorant. I don't know if he's con- complicit in this, but it makes him completely unfit for office completely unfit for presidential office. I hope that this digs his grave as a as a political candidate. I hope it buries him as a political candidate. He has absolutely no business on the national stage and in position of any power whatsoever, in my opinion. I hope he listens to people like you and figures that out because we desperately need He has one of the largest platforms on planet Earth. And a lot of people took these jabs on his recommendation and trust because of their trust and belief in him. And we, I hope he listens to the, and heeds the ominous warnings of people like you and reverses course before it is too late. And it may already be too late. For some of you, I have heard this in my inbox. For some of you, it is already too late. All right. But, um, Outside of the state of Florida, the list of public officials, Marco Rubio today, by the way, sent a letter to Pfizer, uh, horse doctor in chief, demanding an explanation to the Project Veritas video. But what state is he in? Florida. Florida. Outside of the state of Florida, there is very little serious effort to get some kind of recompense or accountability for these people at this point in time. They're not owning it, though. They're not owning it. (laughs) Trump is owning this. It yep. makes that that's a that's a valid point that you just made. There, there is a difference between a bunch of Republicans scared to death of being called ra- anti-vaxxer, which is the new racist. Right. And right. saying nothing to to actually affirmatively pushing being confronted with the narrative and doubling down in the opposite direction. That, that, that is a that is a valid point. It explains why a growing segment of my audience sounds a little bit like you at this point. Todd, what do you say? It is a distinction, and I agree with everything Shannon said, except for one one thing about how everybody knows this. Trump is no different than Joe and Mika. Mm. They think the same. And and Tucker Carlson yesterday, in talking about the Pfizer uh, Project Veritas video, said they researched all the mainstream outlets, everybody. 
Nobody's talking about it. it it's been they'll they'll tell you that this thing saved millions of lives. The amount that this is magical power of vaccines. It's the cult that made me an anti-vaxxer before any of us have ever heard of COVID. And I think mm. Shannon does agree with me. I think more people definitely do know. There's no doubt right. about that. But most people, they don't. They still think that this vaccine saved a bunch of lives. The majority still believe that. So Donald Trump, yes, he's the guy running for president, but he's not an outlier in that respect. And that's that's a giant problem. Here, can I, let me, just a second, Shannon, because I want to. Okay. No, I'll come back to you. I promise. Okay. You're right, but here's why this is so. Pardon the pun. Toxic politically to you and uniquely to Donald Trump is you've heard me talk before, there are issues that do not pull as well with the general public as they do with our audiences. Guns is an example, mm-hmm. okay? Climate is another one, all right? But you have to look beyond that, all right? It, because it comes down to the people that care the most about that those issues, how do they vote, right? Yeah, yeah. In general, the American people are for some form of gun control that we would all find to be a threat to our mm-hmm. way of life, all right? Mm-hmm. But, but the majority of American people don't vote on that. Mm-hmm. The majority of people who do vote on guns think like us. Right. The majority of people who 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 vote on climate don't think like them. That's why it's not a popular issue. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So along those lines, you're right about how you broke down the population in general. But the vast majority of people who who think ignorantly, as you just laid out, are either never voting for him, no matter what he says or does. Okay, or would or or are not ardent enthusiastic supporter of his like what you saw there at the diamond uh, and sick silk we, funeral we know from what we've talked about just with the, the daily wire and i'll leave it right there there's a lot of people on but they're not they're, they're not trumpistas side. they're not they're not trumpistas there if he's that's the not option, a maga though, that's not a maga platform no it's not a maga platform but it's again it, 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 it the level of pop it it, it just exp- there's a and at this point, Ben Shapiro's to the right of Donald Trump on the COVID jabs. Uh, they're not a MAGA platform, but in terms of what the, we're talking about, why won't he wake up? There really isn't. We all know the our, answer. We all know the answer. Do we not all know the answer to this, Aaron? It's just the ego. ego. It's the it's the fragility of the male ego. It is the most destructive force in the history of uh, manifestation of sin in the history of planet Earth. Just doesn't want to believe that he got got snookered and taken for a ride and isn't the instant the Winston Churchill of COVID. And he's legion on the right as well. He's not. They just don't. Todd, Todd, the majority of people who know the truth about the vaccines, do you think they're likely to vote for Trump? Or or do you you think before they were they were majority? They were they were Trump supporters or not for anybody on the right? That that's true. Yeah, see, I don't that I don't agree with. I think the kind of the kind of voter that he attracted. You guys are all underestimating, and I've lived here the longest. The magical power of vaccines. It's a cult. It destroys people. It's not the majority on our side. I I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying it's uniquely toxic to him because it's our audiences that love the guy that are the most informed about this vaccine and what is going on it's his own it's within his own base there is no other politician there is shannon there is not another politician of national stature in america whose own base is more divided on this than he his is there isn't one on the right or the left you're, you're right you're right but it's even worse than that and to to todd's point listen trump is a marketer if there's one thing he is it's a marketer he should be surrounded by very good pr people there are only two <laughs> things you need to look at okay <laughs> the rest two rasmussen polls this is not even a right issue anymore 
A Rasmussen poll recently came out showing that almost half of Americans believe that the vaccines are causing the uptick in all-cause mortality. That's, that's Rasmussen, that's half. There's another poll um, just released by Rasmussen showing that Americans believe that um, they know someone, a loved one who was injured by the vaccines. This is general. So anyone reading a poll, anyone under the uptick of the vaccines, no one's getting the vaccines. So even if Americans are not comfortable right now in talking about vaccines because there's been so much propaganda and so much media, that doesn't mean that Americans thinking right down here deep in their heart that there is no freaking way they're going to go get another vaccine because they think it might kill I, them. But you proved that my point there. I don't care about anybody's me. deep in their heart anymore. No, no. They're all it's, cowards it's, it's, who sit around and do nothing. If they took that and put it into action, we would not be having this discussion on this That's issue right. or many others. That, on that. These polls, uh, we've, we're, we've been drunk on these That's polls right. as a movement for years. They tell you most more than anything on any issue that people think things that they'll never act on. And that's why we live where we do. Aaron? Uptake. Damn it, Todd. How the hell am I supposed to follow that up? Here's, Here's where I think we are. When you're digging yourself in a hole, first step is to put down the shovel, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But that's not the last step, is it? That's not the last step. I think where the majority of Republican politicians are with the jabs, they have dug themselves in a hole. A lot, most of them, most Republican politicians, even Ron DeSantis, were totally pro-jab when it first came out. Correct. Most of them have only put down the shovel and said, I'm against the mandates. Right. I'm against the mandates. What has Donald Trump got, done? You have, one, you have two, two, two choices when you're in the hole. You either put down the ch- shovel or keep digging until you come out in China. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump has chosen the latter. Now, Ron DeSantis, on the other hand, he has, I mean, he dug the hole into the pro jab, he put down the shovel, and now he's climbing back out. That's the other step. We need more people to actually be willing to climb back out. Mm-hmm. Very few are. I think, that's, I think that's the frustration, not only of GOP politicians, but just us on the granular level. I think that's the frustration that Todd's talking about. It's not just good enough to say, I'm against the mandates. You then have to crawl out of the hole and say, no, what the hell was Operation Warp Speed? Have we ever approved a mm-hmm. drug for even emergency use authorization that has been this thinly supported by any sort of data? We, we've been through all of that. We need people to start climbing out of the hole. Yeah. Very few are. I think yeah. of a great example of what you're talking about is our good friend Josh Hammer. Early in the days of COVID and lockdowns, Josh bought in. Josh even tweeted yeah. out, Anthony Fauci is a national treasure. All right? Then he started tuning into people like us. Then he's really smart, started paying attention on his own to what was actually going on, looking at data, IHME models, and everything else. Here's his latest column for Newsweek, where he is the op-ed page editor. Here's the column. He just tweeted, he just texted it to me. The biomedical security state's governance via crisis throughout the era of COVID-19 has been ruinous, but has also helped underscored to underscore our broader civilization stakes. My column uh, for this week, progressivism versus popular sovereignty. That's exactly, Aaron, what you are talking about. It's not about who is the most right and at the very beginning and who was wrong and everything else. I even encouraged my own mom originally to be giving, she had every immune deficiency in America Mm -hmm. to try the jab, okay, because she was in the highest risk group for COVID-19. No one has gotten this thing 100%. No one's been completely right, all right? This really is, pardon the pun, unprecedented times, all right? But you can't sit there and ignore people, though, when they are, pres- at the very least, you have to entertain them. If you care about them, 
If you want to represent them, if you respect them, you know, you at least entertain notions they might know something you don't. And that's the thing. It's the, it's the Rush Limbaugh line that someone reminded us of earlier this week, that the only person that can separate Trump from his base is himself. That's what you're watching take place with a growing, growing portion of his base. He is separating himself. He is making them feel now that I am not representing you. I am not your champion. I'm not listening to you. I'm not empathetic. You're idiots. And what am I doing up here at this uh, funeral? It's taken so damn long. I've got throngs of adoring uh, people to wait for me in Palm Beach. All right. While, while I'm sitting here listening to a lecturing eulogy from someone I'm going to pretend that I never knew when I absolutely knew them well. Okay. That's the stuff that's killing him. And that, and that uniquely has an impact on him as long as he stays on this road that it just doesn't have on other people. Let's get to the exit question. True or false, the entire vaccine paradigm should be completely reevaluated in light of what's happened here with the poisonous COVID jabs. And I only have time for a true or a false answer. Absolutely true. Todd. Of course, true. Should have probably gone to you last. Maybe you're not asked you. Maybe. Do you think? Shannon. Absolutely true. 100%. And I love you, Todd. Basically, I'll always, basically even I just, though we had a little quarrel there, that's good. That I, wasn't a quarrel with you. I, I don't, yeah. I don't disagree with you. I just, yeah. I basically just asked Todd the 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 intellectual equivalent of, "Do you like your kids?" That's basically what I just asked Todd. <laughs> okay, that was a layup. I should have made you go last. Yeah, I mean, I've now now Todd, you know, feels like we're speaking his love language. All right, when we come back, school choice has the mo. What can we learn from that next? One of our favorites, of course, is the greatest protein bar ever made. And I can't think of a close second. And for those of you that want to make positive lifestyle choices, don't diet. Make positive lifestyle choices one of the best you can make, particularly if your weakness, like mine, is a prodigious sweet tooth. You think chocolate is a food group? As do I. This is the alternative you are looking for. Uh, Packed with protein, packed with flavor, so many great Flavors. I had the uh, chocolate-covered churro puff uh, on the way over for my post-workout snack, uh, and, and my goodness, was that delicious. They're all phenomenal, all of them covered in real chocolate, not, though, loaded up with carbs and calories and sugars. Almost too good to be true, I be- believe me. I bought my first box out of spite, believing there's no way, no way they're that good. And yet, Bilt Bars truly are. B-U-I-L-T is where you want to go for Built.com. Use the promo code DACE while you're there to get 15% off. Promo code DACE while you're there for Built.com and get 15% off the greatest protein bar ever. Built.com, promo code DACE. All right, let's welcome back in New York talk show host Shannon Joy, and let's get back to issue three. School choice has the mo. Iowa just became the latest and only the third state to pass universal school choice legislation, allowing parents to use as much as $7,500 per year to send their kids to private schools. Governor Kim Reynolds this week spoke about the effort. We had a red wave in Iowa. We don't talk about it often, Hmm. but uh, not only do we have a supermajority in the Senate, but we increased the numbers in the House. I won by a significant margin. Uh, We flipped two statewides, and uh, parental choice was front and center. Parents want school choice. Students deserve it. Uh, And we're going to improve our educational system by putting students first 
uh, and, and really funding students and not a system. Utah this week passed a similar bill, which goes to Governor Spencer Cox's desk. In Florida, yet another similar bill was introduced in that state's legislature. All right, let's get to our first question. What is the critical mass here that took an issue people like us talked about for about 30 years and all of a sudden the Republican Party here in Iowa and elsewhere is moving on it? How can we emulate this with other issues? What are the lessons to be learned here? Todd, I'll start with you. It's it's the groomers. We talked a lot on this show. So the exposure of the true evil. Yeah. And, and the and and the the branding just perfectly fitting what was going on to to see actual porn in the schools being labeled education mm. by teachers that in the past <laughs> you had defended a system you mm-hmm. you kind of def- this is it has to do with this and Shannon and I were talking the whole break by the way that had nothing to do uh, with Shannon but this is my frustration again a bunch of people had put education and teachers on this saintly pedestal it's the magical power of teachers they really they get away with murder and they have been for a long time they work so hard I, you work hard don't you I work hard hundreds of people work hard at their jobs teachers had somehow been turned into angels you know, they, they're the same as all of us. They have a job. They get paid. All right. But we turned them into angels. They've been getting away with this and pushing and pushing and pushing. And now we're the experts. And their expertise is telling you that this porn that you see, that's naked people right there, is education. And it's not a, just naked, but engaged in lascivious na- acts at the same time. Acts, yeah. uh, and you're giving it to elementary school kids. And it was just a collective like. Hell, hell no moment but it that's it has to get it always has to get to that so that you're talking it needs a critical mass but look it, it, but the critical it's, it's, mass it's, is amongst a freedom-loving reasonable faith-filled people should come much much earlier so it's what your the senator from your former home state said to me two weeks ago in nashville at jason whitlock special ron johnson we said hey you know we got nuremberg because ike opened the camps and made people see with cameras, mm. what, was, what went on inside. Yeah. yeah. And it, that, and that for, otherwise, they also would have wanted to say, I can't even contemplate that, that something so terrible was going on. We beat those guys. We defeated them. They're dead. He blew his brains out in a bunker. We captured everybody else or killed them. Let's just all move on. But the reckoning was forced by the exposure of, mm-hmm. the, of the level of evil. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And never okay. has a, a better label been put on it than groomers. You could see how it drove them nuts right yep. away. Yeah. Um, and listen, we just need, to absolutely uh, realize that that's these we were manipulated psychologically and emotionally all too long using our own children as weapons against us and Mm. that's that's frankly that's unforgivable Aaron what do you think so I think it's a combination of that, and I hope that that is the majority of where this is coming from there's there's no doubt that something COVID related happened here to tip this thing over the edge. There's no doubt. In some way, indirectly or directly. I think maybe a small part of it as well, hopefully it's small, that is, a lot of parents were really pissed off that they actually had to had to be the daycare for their kids. You made us wait way too long to send our kids yeah. back to daycare. And then once you did let us go back to daycare, you made our kids wear masks and they are pissy and they're yep, all they're right. all depressed all the mm-hmm. time now. Um, I, I'm not necessarily morally. I'm just I'm, I'm pissed for myself now, basically. 
I think it's a, it might be a selfish thing. Yeah. Let's just be honest about that as well. I hope it's the groomers thing, and that is a part of it. Don't don't get me wrong. And I and I hope it is actually being able to see the filth that they're being taught, or um, you know, <clears> the <throat> things that they're not being taught, like you know, math, uh, science, things that you know you would expect to be taught at uh, public schools. I, I hope it is that, but I think there is a part of this that it's just the, the parents are really really pissed that they couldn't send their kids to daycare for a long time, and then when they did, it wasn't the way that they wanted it to be. So, Shannon, I want to share an email I have been holding on to, actually, to, before responding. And then the woman who sent it to me actually just sent me another email um, uh, a minute ago saying, because, okay. I, because I haven't gotten, I'm not, I've not come her way on the school choice issue, her and many others like her no longer listen to the show. And you guys know that's sure. always a great way to reach me is to threaten me in some respects. You, you cry I, yourself I, to sleep at I, night thinking and about ladies, these let me, emails. Exactly. Yeah. Ladies, let me tell you, if, you're, if you are contemplating permanently being with a man who responds positively to you when you do that to him, you're marrying the wrong guy, I promise you. you don't, don't go anywhere near that guy. If he responds to that level of just base emotionalism, you're marrying a sap. You don't want any part of that. Not go. to admit, but that doesn't mean she doesn't have valid points. So I want to I want to read because this sounds like something I'd hear from you. So I want to okay. get your take from it. Okay. Yeah. So Lisa Husers right wrote to me recently and said school choice was originated by Democrats, who of course are now fighting yeah. it tooth and nail I nationwide. Know where this is going. School choice was originated by Democrats and is being conveniently carried across the finish line by progressive Republicans. School choice is not a solution; it's just the next nail in the coffin to bring all education in America under the complete control of the federal government. I thought they already had that. Do they not already have? Complete control. Now, they don't in Iowa because of people like me made the state uh, stop forcing homeschoolers to even report who they are and what they're teaching. But in most of America, um, they already have total and complete control. But I'll continue. The school choice bills that have been passed wholly confirm this. It also transforms America away from a representative republic. So giving you your money, yeah, your money back, okay, takes us away from a representative republic. Please take the time to properly research school choice and reconsider your promotion of it. Either you understand these things and you are not who you represent yourself to be, or you have been wholly misinformed and will want to extract yourself from the destructive agenda. Who is this I and person? many others across the country are giving you Beck, Levin, and Hannity. Way to put me in with, uh, with, with Levin and Hannity, by the way. Okay, two guys who have just been completely wrong on everything COVID from day one, but thank you. Um, and, and, and more the benefit of the doubt than you are wholly misinformed in this area. Now, she's not isolated. I have received I, me too. this kind of notion. And I keep, yeah. I, I keep trying to find out what is their point, because I don't want to sound yeah. like Don, Donald Trump at the Diamond and Silk funeral. Maybe right. you guys do have a point I have not considered. So I have yeah. listened to your points and I don't think you have any points so I'm, I'm so I, I don't understand how giving people back their own money goes against a representative republic unless your position is that anything short of just demolishing public education in total is a waste of time then then we're just having a strategic argument then is that achievable is it you're welcome to that point I have no idea and, and some of you are acting as if you know more about the Democrat agenda than they do because they are fighting this down to the last scaly claw demonic claw on their bodies all right so uh, maybe they just wanted to work out they're trying to increase their cardio everybody's trying to lose weight this time of year so maybe they're just looking to get worked up about something that at the same time it's part of their master plan for control but some of you clearly think this is better for democrats across the country than they do 
And I, I and I'm str- and, and since you're the one that would normally send me a note like this, I am dying to get your take on it, Shannon. So it would depend on the bill, right? We've looked at school choice bills. I haven't looked at a school choice bill in years. Um, I haven't looked at the Iowa bill or the Utah bill. I know that now, first of all, I think accusing people of being in on it or completely uninformed or ignorant is probably not the best way to go about having this conversation. But I do know that from you know some of the bills that we looked at, and specifically a bill that Ted Cruz was promoting when he was running against President Trump for the nomination for the GOP, was championing a specific school choice bill that had a lot of problems in it. And the problem was that you don't just get your money back, right? When you say you know it's marketed as oh you have a voucher or you get your money back, but those vouchers. Um, are tied to strings. So if you have to choose, if it's a school choice bill, but you have to choose between private, public, parochial schools that must be aligned with the common core standards or must be aligned with federal standards, then it's really just an illusion of choice. It's not really choice. The standards are still in place. Mm -hmm. The curriculum is still in place. Mm -hmm. It's just giving you a choice between, it's a false choice. Sure. So now I can't say that about the Iowa bill. I haven't read the Iowa bill. And here's the thing. I would guess that the Utah bill is a lot worse than the Iowa bill. And there might be accommodations for that. So you, so I am one of those people that, you know, I'm not for just, you know, blanket statement, all school choice bills are bad, but I'm also not for just blanket statement, all school choice bills are good. And I will say this too. Um, these Republican politicians who are now loving school choice, this is not a come to Jesus moment for them. This is a dragged kicking and screaming moment for them because of organization, groups like Moms for Liberty. I agree with your analysis that Common Core or the the lockdowns and everything that's happened in our schools has built up this anger and resentment towards public schools, but that then resulted in organization of parent groups across the country. And it's those local organizations that are pushing an enormous amount of pressure on school boards, superintendents, but also in the red states, Republican politicians, because they are organized from the bottom up. So I think that's what we're seeing here. We do have to scrutinize these school choice bills, I'll tell you, because they will sneak things in. They want control of the schools. They want control of children. It is a multi-billion dollar. But you're making a industry. different. You're making a different argument than this person right. is making. This person is making I, a meta argument. All right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that that's. I've actually never been an advocate of the so-called, um, the what you described, the traditional school voucher issue. Because of right. what you just said, I've I've been advocating that you just take the funding with you where you would like to go, right. wherever it is you would like to go. Back. Your cash, you can use it however you want. Yep, yep, it's your money. You want to teach go where you want with it. Yep. Uh, basket weaving, Make, pottery. Yep, not our business. Whatever. Yep, I completely agree. Yep. They want their hands all up in it and they want to control it. And that's why they have to make le- That's why it's a hundred page school choice. But what, why, why does it have to be so many pages? All right, let's get to right, the exit question. To- We're going to be short on time. What will be the next issue the Republican Party will finally and instantly move on after ignoring it for the longest time? Aaron. Um, I, uh, I think at some point, some of these like Texas and Texas, for example, you're going to be forced into border security. I can't believe I'm saying that. I feel like I need to put a dunce camp hat on right now, but you're going to have to at some point. Todd? Whatever Ron DeSantis decides it is. <laughs> That's a good answer. Shannon? I like that. I like that one. I think maybe the childhood vaccine schedule, potentially. 
I could see that. I could see that one too, for sure. Very quickly, if you could unilaterally enact one single piece of legislation to inflict the, mo- inflict the most devastating damage upon the spirit of the age, what would it be? And quickly, Aaron. Felony, if you even mention the concept of gender in the classroom or around children under the age of 18. I like. Approved. Todd. Get rid of teachers unions. Make them illegal. Public sector unions. Illegal. Now... I was heavy petting you earlier. Now, 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 now you're returning the favor. You're not a selfish lover, Todd. I appreciate that. Now you're speaking my love language. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. Shannon. Abolish the federal reserve. I love that we have, we had all these issues that Shannon is normally the most radicalized on. And when we give her an open floor, she goes to an issue I've never even heard her content talk about before. So. <laughs> Oh, nice. don't get me started. All right, let's get to well, predictions. I can't get you started. We have two minutes. All let's right. go to predictions. Aaron, go, because I know it's going to be football, so let's get your lane one out of the way now. Uh, you know, I went four for four last week, including the Bengals upset over the uh, Buffalo Bills. You know, on Sunday, um, you know, it's Joey Cool. I, I don't even know why the Chiefs would even contemplate getting off the bus. I mean, everybody's on the side of the Bengals. Uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is literally going to be playing uh, on crutches. I mean, they just have no shot. Shouldn't even get off the bus, so I I think I'm going to go Bengals. And then uh, I think the 49ers uh, seriously actually have a chance against the Eagles. So I'm going with them. Okay. Todd. Uh, within the next calendar year, national teacher strike. Mm. Oh, that would be oh, great. Please. please let that happen. Yeah. This goes to everything we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just put on the red unitard with the pitchfork and and jump out in the open with cameras on please let that occur let's go that would be fantastic all right that would be great news shannon go i think within the next 90 days we're going to see the mrna vaccines pulled from the market i think that is possible at the way that this is accelerating at this rate I mean, if you had marco rubio being the first republican to send a letter of inquiry to pfizer on your bingo card, mm-hmm. you're just a hell of a lot more prescient than I am. Okay, because yeah. would not have been on my list, but here we are uh, as of this morning. And that kind of that is a good segue to my prediction. By the end of this year, at least one country will charge mm-hmm. Pfizer and/or Moderna with crimes related to the poisonous jab. Might just be false claims of efficacy, right? Oh yeah. Might be tax yeah. evasion for Al Capone instead of you know mass murder, but it'll be something. By the end of this year, at least one country will charge Pfizer and or Moderna with crimes related to the poisonous jab. That is my prediction for this week. Well, that'll instantly become my number one relocation mistress. Shannon, you've yeah. got a you've got a brand new Rumble page. I'll let you promote it quickly. We're, we're about out of time. Yeah, at Shannon Joy Radio on Rumble, the show launched this week and uh, we're getting subscribers. So thank you so much. Yeah, we're going video. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. All right. So very good. Uh, Good luck with you over there on Rumble. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Shannon. Good to see you as always. Thanks, guys. You bet. This was a pretty, uh, pretty rambunctious day script this week, eh? I think Shannon's prediction and your prediction will come to pass pretty quickly if we get another DeMar Hamlin situation. And I'm not saying I want that at all. Right. But it's just, I mean, you're not going to be able it, to claim coming to That's going to come up us. in Feedback Friday, it's gonna, by the way. Yeah. It's going to take it, and yeah. that's my point, and nothing less, because we just aren't capable of dealing with this in any other way. Feedback Friday is next.
All right, back here with Hour 2 live and on demand right here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. Looking forward to next week. I believe next week we'll be able to give you the official theatrical release date for Nefarious. I believe we'll be able to tell you that next week. So, Eddie Days. Yeah, looking forward to telling you that. Um, but uh, you, in the meantime, you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter, TikTok and Instagram. And then you can find me over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. And I, I just started laughing because it... it <laughs> Trump put out a message on Truth Social yesterday, and oh, I saw no. it this morning, man, and I nearly peed my pants laughing. Okay. I mean, it was it was absolutely... You know what? Let me see if I can find it, because in, in, uh, uh, somebody I follow on Twitter tweeted it out, and that's how I saw it. Um, I mean, this is freaking phenomenal stuff. It's stuff we love, though, that annoys and grates on other people outside of our little, you know, enclave. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Worthwhile read. Uh, after a fair trial, of course. Execute that person. Just another day on my Twitter faith. All right, here we go. All right. Review. <laughs> this again from his Truth Social account. I really like the five on Fox News, especially the hosts, with the exception of wacky Jessica Tarlov, who is absolutely terrible. Her facts are knowingly wrong. Her jittery presentation is horrendous. And forgive me, her voice is grating and unendurable. Juan Williams was terrible, but better than her. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> I know the show is doing well, but no thanks to Jessica. I find her impossible to take in large doses and put out this review. Got to have the air quotes and all caps. There must be air quotes and all caps in at least one epic Trump social media post. All right. You know what he does think is possible to take in large doses? Oh. The vaccine. Oh. But um bum, he's here all week. Try the veal. And I put out this review because it's important to expose fake news and fake people. So we posted that last night. That's just great. That's great. I love this stuff, but it's also what and it's why I'm not that popular. I think like this, but it's also how you end up with a minus thirty favorable rating. You see, right. he also came saying to this in front of fifty defense. million people every day. You see, What's he also that? came to Newsmax's defense. I did, but that's his buddy Chris. Him and Chris Ruddy have been buddies. Oh yeah, for Evs, and they so, both are pimps for the vaccine. You know. Yeah. Is, are, do they go out on junkets with the J&J &J dude, too? Is I mean, that's the thing. That's what you can't get past. That is what an increasing number of people cannot get past. And I think well, he's got a window right now because DeSantis, I really don't believe, is getting in until the Florida legislative session concludes. He is going to he is going to drain that legislation that he's going to drag those Republican pukes in that state kicking and screaming across the finish line to get about everything he wants. And then then I think he'll announce sometime in July or August. And, you know, and that gets you into summertime where Trump has about that amount of time where he's got a one on one right now with his base with no real peer amongst the other, you know, um, expected candidates. They're, they're not looking at Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo and those people. So he's got a window for the next few months. And but, but then you start asking yourself if, if looking at the casket of one of his own people, one of his most ardent supporters 
won't do it, what will? I don't know. I'm not, you know, there, there's probably a lot of people that I, I'm sure, I'm sure Monica, all the years she prayed for Augustine. I'm sure there was maybe a few times she prayed for her son while he was in the sex cult and thought, this is just never happening here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I get hesitant about just completely writing people off until they make it patently clear. All right. And, and if, if you are at that stage with him at this, I can't blame you, especially after the diamond and silk thing. But there is a window that he, and I think when, and until DeSantis gets in, he has a window to figure out the truth of this and how to message it. And then I think once DeSantis gets in, I think that the window, I think the door is probably shut at that point. And he'll just have to see if he can win in spite of this massive albatross around his neck, or he'll then maybe too late try to make the switch and it'll appear to be a sign of weakness, one of the other. So he's got a couple of months here, I think. But I could be even wrong about that, the way that the story is accelerating, I don't know. Nice St. Monica poll, by the way. Well done. Did you like that one? Yeah. Yeah. I know a little church history. Yeah. I know a little trad. I know you know you're Augustine, but to yeah. next level it. Yeah. yeah, I went to the mom. Yeah, prayed yeah. for her son. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Gab. Uh, follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Gitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And don't forget to leave us five-star reviews if you like us. Um, and then hit subscribe or follow. And thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. And also a massive thank you to our friends over at Preborn who have been doing the Lord's work here for several years. Saving babies, though and their mama. They understand that you got to love them both here. Um, the mom and the baby, uh, they they are separate lives, but they are intertwined at the exact same time. And so uh, they go to the streets to help moms realize that they are a mom, that that is a separate human being. That's a different heartbeat. That's a different human being that you're carrying right there. And, and about 80% of the time, it convicts them to not go forward with killing it, which is great. But then they know that it's hard. And so they want to be that support mechanism after the baby is born for the mom as well. And they provide so much maternity aid where that is concerned from diapers to car seats to, to counseling and all of it's free. The ultrasounds, the, the aftercare, all of it's free provided they have resources because of donations from people like us. And if you want to help them save another 200,000 babies. And this past year, uh, between their partnership with us and the ministry that they do, they saved over 50,000 babies with your help. That's phenomenal work. Well done, good and faithful servants. Go to preborn.com slash Steve to make that donation now. Preborn.com slash Steve or dial pound 250 and say the keyword uh, baby on your mobile device. Pound 250 keyword baby on your mobile phone or preborn.com slash Steve. You guys ready for some feedback Friday? Yes. Let us begin with Carrie who says, I testified at a subcommittee hearing in the Iowa legislature yesterday for Iowa Senate file 91. I think it's likely to make it out of subcommittee to full committee. Could you, could we get a shout of support and a call to action from you on your show? I know you're a national show, but all the groups that I'm involved in locally know who you guys are and are listening. The bill addresses a lot of the things that you and Daniel Horowitz have been lamenting about the past three years. It'd be great if you could help push it. Rumor is leadership probably is going to need some strong arming to get this done and a bigger spotlight could help. Anyway, whatever you feel like you can do. 
As you guys have said, these are now pro-life issues. Not sure why churches don't feel this is an issue for them. So for those of you that don't know, this is a, and I, and frankly, I just found out about it today because I got numerous emails about it this morning. Um, but there are, I, there are numerous bills being pushed in legis- state legislatures like this across the country. So let me go ahead and highlight the one in our own backyard. Iowa Senate File 91 would essentially put lawful limits on the actions of the executive branch during so-called emergencies. That would have to meet thresholds, deadlines, couldn't just have indefinite periods of time. And remember the way that our governor did things. We never had a stay-at-home order. I think us and I think her and Christy Nome, I think, are the only two governors that didn't issue a stay-at-home order formally. There might be another one or two. I can't remember, but the I know that the list is very small. When we did have things temporary closures or of certain kinds of businesses like gyms, but not blanket ones. We would have targeted closures, targeted mask mandates. They always came with deadlines. Kim, it never issued. I can't think of a time that Kim ever issued anything indefinite. So she already honored the spirit of what's trying to be accomplished here in the way that she governed, at least as far as I can recall. Can you guys think of an indefinite that we didn't get something that wasn't going to be reviewed in 30 days or we're going to look at it again in two weeks. I I can't. Okay. Um, So this would be in line with how she governed us during COVID. And, And this would be the right time to do legislation like this in Iowa. Imagine if someone like her predecessor, Terry Branstead, who's, uh, you know, a dumber Mike DeWine, uh, and imagine, or, or his Democratic predecessor, Chet Culver, imagine if the last couple of Iowa governors, or go back to the 70s, Bob, let me mainstream the teacher unions in Iowa, Ray, he brought the teachers unions to Iowa, right? Imagine if the last three governors prior to Kim, because one thing we do like with governors in Iowa is we like keeping them around a while. So Bob Ray was governor for life, and then Terry Branstad was governor for life, and Culver was so bad that he had to go. Uh, but Kim is now on her third term. So we've had four governors in Iowa in you and I's lifetimes. That's a half a century, Todd. Especially if you go back to, is it uh, Harold Hughes? I'm thinking of before Bob Ray. So yeah. We've had only five governors in in a half a century in Iowa. That is it. We don't turn over office holders in this state. So imagine if any of the names other than Kim that I just mentioned was governor during this, how much different our lives would have been. Oh, yes. Dramatically different. So just like George Washington is always the greatest president because he set the example. He limited himself, right? He didn't accept a crown, right? Okay. Um, Kim is the perfect governor to champion legislation like this. Because she already governed on her own in accordance with a lot of the spirit of what this legislation seeks to do. And, and, and you do it now when someone like Kim is in charge. Right? Don't take it as an insult. Take it as, we, we want to make sure we, that whoever comes after you governs the same way responsibly as you did, yeah. but we don't trust the Pharaoh who knows not Joseph around here. We don't do that anymore. All right. You're the outlier here. Okay. I mean, you look at Iowa's last few governors, Democrat, Republican, Hughes, Ray, Branstead, Culver. There's very few discernible differences. Kim is a dramatic outlier from the previous 50 years of governance in the state. She would be the perfect person to sign this legislation. And just to make sure that should they try this again, and they will, should they yeah. try this again, and, and she decides either it's time for me to become a grandma and I'm not here, you know, for a fourth term, or she gets picked to be a running mate for Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, then 
make sure we're covered with the Pharaoh who knows not Joseph. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So wanted to give you guys, Carrie, a shout out. You're like the fifth person that has emailed me about this legislation this morning. So um, you asked for a shout out and you shall receive. You guys have any quick thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, I, I, uh, I used to be the guy who'd roll his eyes a little bit when there were talk of uh, uh, term limits. This is a cousin of that conversation because I just like, you know, hey, everybody, why don't you, you know, expect more. It, it belongs to us, this government. You should never let them. Right on. Uh, uh, put it on cruise control. But like, I don't, I, it's, this stuff is actually less for me about them, the people in power, mm -hmm. than it is. About, I don't trust us. The pe This is a people are the problem. Like, And that's why I just got frustrated in the last second. I just, We just do not react to things with the proper vigor, duty, and responsibility that we should as a people anymore. So unfortunately, we have to do that. So you, when you say, you, you talk about outliers, Steve, the citizen who just says, what the hell you think you're doing over there? That's an outlier, too, and that's a problem. I'm glad there's more of them than there were, but we need a lot more if we want to be America again. Preach. Well said. Aaron, this one is for you. Oh, boy. Steve, I've been listening to you for a couple of years now. Love the show. Love the biblical worldview. I want you to know that the kid has come a long way since I first started listening. Aaron brings a lot to the table. Tell him to keep up the good work. That is from Jack Bestwick. Thanks, Jack. Good and name. You, you know Jack, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You got him to send that note, did yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, it worked. Well, good. Thanks, yeah. so, thanks again, Jack. Checks funny, in the mail. Even when, like, Aaron, you were, what? I mean, you were right out of college. Weren't you 23, 22, 23? Yeah. But even then, Steve and I, like, comparing notes, we were just like, you remember what you and I were like when we were 23? <laughs> we were not doing this. Just a complete <laughs> smack-ass <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> yes, basically. Yes. Yeah, Aaron's been Aaron's been impressive from the get go in my eyes. Except for when I put the uh, keeps graphic up when it should be built bar, like I did earlier in hour one. But then, then again, that, you know, well, actually, it me, Aaron in many ways gets less and less impressive. But just a couple of days ago, like he tells you stories about like unwelcome visitors, which is all of them, uh -huh. by the way. And then you're like, <laughs> "Don't come to my house. Don't pull that crap on me. Don't show up here." Aaron said that we all have no solicitor signs. Aaron has no one signs. No one. Bella actually told me yesterday somebody uh, somebody rang the doorbell at our house. She wasn't able to get up there in time, and they left already. Aaron's just like, lock and load. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have been anxious to get to this note. Though I usually love to jump off the conspiracy cliff at this point with you guys, because of the last couple of years, especially... Please know that I am a Buffalo Bills fan, and DeMar Hamlin has been shown all over the Bills' socials at the training center and everything, showing his face and all. I would trust Josh Allen on this one, but I don't disagree with Todd. Trust but verify. And that is from Pastor Ryan Lewis. Okay? So, Pastor, I took your... Um, your your admonition of Reagan's great mantra in, in negotiating with Gorbachev, trust but but verify. I took that to practice. So yesterday, when I got you after I got your note and decided to add it to what we were going to respond to, yesterday I went and checked the official Buffalo Bills social media feeds for both Twitter and Facebook. 
Okay. So I don't do Instagram. Maybe, maybe an NFL team puts stuff on their Instagram and TikTok that they don't put on Facebook. I highly doubt that's the case. Okay. But I don't know that for sure. All right. And I, you know, I've got 17 job man already. So I didn't have time to add in going to apps I don't even use. Okay. I want, I don't have any more time for any more apps. I, I don't want to even learn any more apps at this point. I, I hired my daughter part time to run the Instagram page so that I wouldn't have to learn how to do it. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 50 this year and I'm kind of getting to the point that I just don't want to learn any more yeah. new stuff. I'm good. If okay? you had found that out to me instead of your daughter, I probably said, I will die now. <laughs> yes. All right. Why have you shamed me? I thought we were doing well here. And you stick me with this duty. Indeed. So. I went to Facebook and Twitter. All right. I went to the media sections of each of the of those accounts for the bills, right? Where pictures and videos and stuff are are tagged and uploaded. Okay, rather than going through every text of you know post on these pages. I went back to the post game of the win in the wild card round. So this would have been a week ago Sunday, right? Wasn't the was it, did they play? I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday in the wild card round when the Bills Sunday. played. Sunday. Okay. So I went back a, a week from this past Sunday. So now we're almost two weeks now. Okay. So I went back to the post game to, the, to their win in the wild card round. On their Twitter and Facebook pages. So maybe they're posting these on Instagram. Maybe the people running the Buffalo Bills pages don't know how to sufficiently tag and upload media. So it just so happened that all of the media that they had posted on their official accounts was if since the the win in the wild card round was all there except for all the times that they were hanging out with Damar Hamlin without a fa- with, with its face showing. Okay, here's what I can tell you. Would you like to know? Because, hey, man, when a pastor says, come correct, I'm going to listen, right? Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Yeah, hey, you you got the pulpit, brother. All right, I'm, I'm listening, okay? I'm the layman here. I'm coming correct. Ryan, I went and looked. Over a week's worth of media posts for the Buffalo Bills on their Facebook and Twitter accounts. Would you like to know how many of them I saw of DeMar Hamlin speaking Interacting with teammates, and and or not, or and or showing his face. Would you like to know how many of them I found? I'm sensing a low, non-crooked number. It is a very low, and a very non-crooked number has round edges. In fact, zero. <laughs> zero. The only stuff of Demar Hamlin I saw were the things that we saw this past weekend in the game, riding up. Okay, in the uh, mm-hmm. in the scooter, all the hoodie stuff. With all, yeah, but yeah, he's completely covered. All right, um, the the shots where they're like he's in the corner over here in the in the in a luxury in a suite cheering, but the camera's not even next to him. It's like 10, 15 feet and not zoomed in. So you you know, so it's almost like you're filming him from a distance. The shot where the snow's coming down and yeah. he's making the heart. Okay, those are the only shots, Pastor. Those are the only shots I found. And I mean, I, I, I went back to the, the, the previous playoff game. I didn't, I didn't see anything. Didn't see anything during the week. Didn't see anything, you know, I didn't see anything about, hey, he uh, addressed the team before the game. Nothing. I mean, I saw nothing. I didn't see anything. Except what we saw, which was just damned peculiar and bizarre. All I saw 
is what we saw. I saw nothing else. Josh Allen said it's, quote, BS. That's what he literally said. You know, the idea that that really wasn't DeMar Hamlin. Okay. Then... Did you, like, get a picture or something with him? Did you talk to your teammate? I don't know. Now, one of the teammates of DeMar Hamlin is Cole Beasley. You guys remember who that was? Yeah, of course. Why did that, why, why did that name matter at this time a, a couple of years ago? He refused. Evil anti-vaxxer. Yeah. 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 Evil anti-vaxxer. Cole Beasley's been awful quiet. Like, I can see why you wouldn't want to be the first person out there outing that that wasn't really your teammate or whatever that was that they were doing. Okay. But notice he has also hasn't said it was great speaking with DeMar too. Didn't have you, I, I didn't see that either. So I did. I took your words to heart, Pastor. And I hate to sound like Trump at Diamond's funeral. I am a tad busy right now. Okay, I've got, <laughs> I've got a bunch of conference calls for books, movies, and, and trying to still do this show and everything else. But that still small voice in the back of my head said, when I read your note yesterday, listen to the pastor who listens to you. So I did. And I took time out of my schedule I don't have to go back and look at more than a week's worth of media posts on both the Buffalo Bills, Facebook, and Twitter accounts and found exactly nothing on DeMar Hamlin other than what we were presented last weekend during the playoff game, which was one of the most bizarre things I have ever seen, and that is saying something in the era in which we live. At least it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in a sports setting. Any thoughts? No, I don't. I Look at the day and age we live in, and that, not seeing a picture is um, it's almost impossible to have guessed that you wouldn't have seen that. Now, I do I do seem to recall them talking about that he addressed the team mm-hmm. so that they've, they heard his voice, but I don't even, I don't know even know. I think it was like over a call or something like that. So I don't, listen, I just, I, this is the social media age. I see, I see, it's impossible to me in this social media age that unless something weird, I don't, I don't even need to know what it was. But the weirdest thing of this all is that, is that this could escape this age when nothing else can. I don't. To what end is it? Just as simple as this guy was really, really hurt, really, really injured by whatever was that happened and we want to show and lie to everybody that he's made a complete recovery is that because I don't know why you would go to the lengths of this entire shenanigan and I agree my spidey senses are tingling and that is bizarre but to what end I don't know and I don't even want to contemplate okay because We've seen enough death and damage the last few years, and I, I don't, I've gotten too many videos from too many of you who have suffered and lost. And can't even imagine a family who 
That's a 25-year-old son who is the elite of elite in, in, athletically and those is going to use those gifts to alter a family's fortunes for generations moving forward. And then you just, because they poisoned him, he just collapses and dies suddenly, and that's it. I, I, I don't even, that is such a sad story and unnecessary that I don't even want to contemplate what that. All I know, and so I'm hoping he's okay. I've just never seen anything like that both in terms of my obsessive fandom as a, of sports since I was a kid. I worked professionally in for sports for many, many years. I have consumed at a very voracious level an awful lot of sports content in the, in the, near, in the going, it'll be 50 years in July of my life. And I've just never seen anything like that. Never. So, I, it's just... Well, let's just say it's bizarre, weird, and I didn't see on their socials, at least the two main ones that I looked at, I, I didn't see a lot of unmasked DeMar Hamlin and him and his teammates and him speaking. I didn't see any of it. None. Zero. So. It's a bizarre story. I mean... They could just squash all of this and end all of this, right? Put him on a Zoom call. Yeah, that was me, right? They, why not do that? They could do that, right? Again, I don't... I'm tired of going down rabbit holes. And I... This, I don't... Like, that, and that's my answer to your question. Why? Well, it doesn't make any sense... On any level, when this was supposed thing, to be the celebration of life. Yeah. Because here's the thing on the other end, it really, I don't know why the NFL would attempt to, let's say the worst is the worst and he is dead. Just hypothetically speaking. It doesn't do the NFL any good or he's worse off than we're being told and, and his life is still hanging mm -hmm. in the balance. Yeah. It doesn't do the NFL any good to hide that. Is he the only player? There's 53 players on 32 teams. Okay. Is he the only one they injected See, with this poison? So the idea, it's not like he'd be the only one. You couldn't, that's, there'd, be, there'd be no that's, incentive to hiding it, it, it oh because no. it would just come out again. We'd, be, we'd see it again. There, it might be this weekend. Aaron's watching the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, which apparently now is a perennial tradition. All right. And we got to stop the game because there's another one. I mean, it could. Any of, any of those guys is a, is a ticking time bomb in that case, right? So there's there, no point in hiding see, it because it, you can't. There'd, oh, there'd be every incentive for the same reasons that they did lockdowns and masks. They, they, they've never, they haven't dealt with this legitimately the entire time for three years. They're not going to start dealing with it legitimately now. Can I, can I ask a couple of questions? Sure. Begging questions. How long were they doing CPR and Damar Hamlin? It was nine minutes. Yeah, nine minutes. He had to be resuscitated twice. Twice. Yeah. Which means what is not getting a lot of oxygen probably during that the time. The brain. The brain. Yeah. Is that necessarily a good thing? Do people, even young people, make recoveries from that? That's a, that, yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. Do they live? Yeah. Maybe. 
did I successfully ask questions without actually saying what we're all thinking? Uh, yes. Yeah. Because I just went, did. as you've been, as we've been talking about this for 10 or 15 minutes, I just did the same thing you did. I've gone back for three weeks on the social channels. Did you see? Did I miss I did, something? I haven't seen anything, no. I saw Sean McDermott saying he's been back in the building. Yeah. But he's not in, he also said he's not in meetings and he's taking it one step at a time. Hmm. We're not the only ones, guys. I mean, Josh Allen was on a podcast, some podcast, some sports podcast, and he was asked about this. That's why he gave that answer. It's possible this goes the other way, though. Was it? Let's say everything's on the up and up, and given everything that Aaron just said, was it reckless to even put him in that position then? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was it reckless to even put him in that position then? Well, you know. Of showing up at all? Yeah, maybe? showing up at all. Yeah. Given the throng of people and everything else, right? And maybe that's the explanation for why he was kept at a distance. There was an ES unit standing by, you know, the, uh, the, the crowd wouldn't get in the way if something were to happen. He could be instantly, um, uh, instantly uh, cared for, right? So he's basically, but then what was the point of doing that at all then? If if it's that, if it's that desperate, why risk it at all just for a football game? You had me at what is the point? I don't, we can't figure this out. That's why this is, that's right. That's why this is bizarre and weird because it doesn't make sense from either side of the argument or angle that you take. It's not, if he's, if everything's trending the way you claim, it's not worth the risk then. If it requires this level of isolation, keep him under medical surveillance and care, right? More in a moment. Everywhere you look, you see the deterioration, if not outright destruction of our institutions. Is this the most eggs I've ever cost in human history? Like right now? It's, it's crazy. So you never know when the next time, that can never happen here, happens here. And they jack with the entire food supply. Make sure you're ready in, in that event that we hope never happens, but it could especially given the fact that there are people in charge right now who are trying to make it so. Make sure you are prepared with our friends at My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. Uh, They have a new lower price on their three-month emergency food kit. Now you can take $200 off each individual kit you buy. Not just the whole bill. Each individual kit. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, uh, 2,000 plus calories, even drinks. Good for up to 20 plus years with proper storage uh, for you and everyone in your household. Up to $200 off on each kit plus free shipping. Plus the free shipping. If you act now, MyPatriotSupply.com is where you want to go. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Okay. People are posting Damar Hamlin's actual Twitter feed with the picture mm-hmm. in January the hospital. 8th. Yeah, I, I, that, that's not that's not at the game interacting, talking no, to no, teammates. No, I, I wasn't aware yeah. of this one. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about. Neither this was I. Now. So now he, and I don't even know what Damar. His hands are kind of in front of his face. I don't really honestly know what Damar Hamlin really looks like. So I don't. But they're posting this, and it looks like he must be next to his parents. So 
Okay. But that's in the hospital. Though, in the right? hospital room. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. I, okay. I don't think anybody is disputing that DeMar Hamlin went to the hospital and was cared for there. I think what people right. are wondering is, did he go to that game? And why, and if so, why was he treated? Why was that? Why was he presented so oddly? And if yeah. it required that level of Agreed. care, then why take the risk of removing him from that hospital room? What nine or 10 days after the event or 19 days or something? Why, why do that at all? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is a challenging note. Ready? Becky Saba writes, I'm a newly elected city councilwoman in Bentonville, Arkansas. By the way, had a great, when I was, when, when our show was, our old radio show was syndicated uh, with Salem and the American Family Association's radio network, AFR, had a great American Family Association affiliate in Bentonville, Arkansas. Got a lot of good feedback from those people. It's about 20 minutes away from Fayetteville. There you go. I I should have deferred to you. I forgot. You're you're wearing the Arkansas track. I mean, you guys are, you know, honorary Arkansans now, right? pig. But I do remember we got great interactions and engagement for our show from the kind and uh, godly people of Bentonville, Arkansas. And she says that uh, she was encouraged to run by both our and Allie Beth Stuckey's podcast. By the way, did you see that that Vox tried to do a hit piece on Allie Stuckey and her podcast went into the top five on (laughs) iTunes? Did you see that? Vox. What, like, you can't wait. What do I got to do here? For goodness sake, someone try to cancel me, take me on. What do I got to do? I know the Vox Streisand, tries to smear her, and her podcast gets into the top five. The Stri- you gotta love that. The Streisand effect, especially with a freer Twitter, yes. is just just money. There, maybe I, this book we've got coming out Valentine's Day will finally be a bridge too far, and they'll and they'll have to try to do the I same thing convinced. to me. Finally, I am absolutely convinced regarding uh, the book that we did together, and other things with a a a guest in particular that I've been trying to get and can't. Like there, there's ways that the, the Voxes of the world and others tr- tactically they think they need to treat others. Mm-hmm. And they figured out that they're just ignore him. Do not give him oxygen. Under no, don't take him on. Yeah. If you just you we. I think they well, they're learning that lesson with Ali Stuckey yeah. right now. They might not want to do well, this to her again the way this is turning out. But yeah, I hear you. They just pretend you you don't exist. Yeah. Yeah, they they try to do a hit piece on her, and she's got a, her podcast went top five on iTunes. That's tremendous. Anyway, uh, Becky writes, our committee has our, our community has a strong conservative history, but it's also the home of Walmart and other big corporations. This has made it a very transient area with people moving in from all parts of the country and the world. It's also a very expensive place to live and buy a home. I'm a realtor here, which means these high level, typically left leaning transplants are gaining influence slowly but surely during to, due to their increase numbers. Walmart is also deep into DEI, ESG, and the jab. This is all background for a conversation that I had with one of our school board members regarding school choice. He had an argument against school choice that I am wrestling with as a person that has always felt this issue to be a no-brainer. And I'd love you guys' response. Um, he says concern is that there are parents out there who would happily take their seven thousand plus dollars to homeschool their kids. They have that have no business homeschooling and no intention of homeschooling. This problem could lead to an at-risk population of students missing out on seven hours of the safest part of their day when they are out of harm's way and get fed two solid meals. It could mean a complete lack of education for them if they don't have verification and compliance checks of some kind. I look at this as an obstacle to overcome versus a deal breaker, but would like to be able to speak in an educated way as well to help overcome any obstacles to, to school choice. Again, that is from Becky Saba. First of all, Becky, thank you for your note. Secondly, honored that we inspired you. 
thirdly, thank you for being inspired and getting off your rump and, and, and taking a stand. All right. So, you know, that's stand. That's our motto this year. You did that. Okay. So, um, want to say thank you on all of those fronts. Now, Let's not answer Becky the way Todd Erzin and Steve Dace would if confronted with such a canard, but a way that a, a nice professional Christian woman who actually lives in this community, community should pro- would probably prefer to effectively answer. What would well, you say, Todd? What? I actually, because what I said before uh, earlier on this very show about the people are the problem, I term limits and things like that, I, it's not just about the people at content for the ones there, but it's also the lack of economy, regular people show. I don't, this whole system ultimately happened. It wasn't just done to us and we've been doing our very best. No, we've gotten sloppy everywhere in our parts of the lives. We're, and so, yeah, do I believe this is actually a legitimate possible concern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this culture, mm-hmm. that people would just take the money and run. Now, our legislation here, and listen, I'm not going to uh, talk about homeschooling in general more than Steve does. I mean, this is this is his backyard. But the this current legislation in Iowa, that seven seven thousand five hundred does not go to homeschoolers right now. That that's going to be a conversation for another day. In our now, state, I don't know how in, in, how it works. Iowa, in, I don't know how it works in other states. We're only the second or third state yeah. that's done this. What, yeah. um, On the building level, we are. Yes. Now there are already previous to this legislation, you had an ability to recoup um, uh, or write off like a supplies something exists within the current code correct yeah, about we, that bef- several years before this issue came to yes. front, I was part of a group that basically blackmailed. Uh, Kim Reynolds' predecessor, Terry Branstead. We basically blackmailed him. He he was trying to actually surrender the state over to the teachers' unions, hired an NEA activist to be our, our education secretary here. And he was trying to surrender us to them. And we were able to blackmail him that he wouldn't even get his bill out of a committee unless he gave Iowa's homeschoolers basically complete and total autonomy. And we were able to get a couple of state legislators on that on that committee to hold firm, despite all kinds of pressure from the governor and his Republican uh, puke leaders. Mm -hmm. And they did. And we got our autonomy. Okay, so, yes, homeschoolers are exempted from this bill. But it's for now. But now I would also say, I wonder what would happen if homeschoolers sued the bill on an equal protection grounds. Iowa has a very strong equal protection under the law uh, tradition and and also in na- in wording in its constitution, clearly given the freedoms that Iowa has offered homeschoolers over the years, it is clearly the intention of the state to view them as equal in stature when it comes to education uh, and uh, in the state, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of wonder what would happen if you sued the legislation on the grounds that you're violating equal protection to exempt us. But that's a that's a mm-hmm. side issue, okay? But prior to this, Iowa's homeschoolers were given a level of autonomy that is not typical for homeschoolers right. across right. the Maybe it's more typical now, but when we made, when we black when we basically blackmailed Terry Branstad on this five or six, seven years ago, it was not typical right. at the time. Right. So it's not like Iowa's homeschoolers are left in the lurch completely. They they weren't they weren't served by this bill. That part is true. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Iowa has been very kind to homeschoolers in the past because of what people before me Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, a a group of people I put together a few years ago were able to accomplish. But uh, mostly I would respond, even though I think this is legitimate, I would respond to this. uh, 
don't make the perfect the enemy mm-hmm. of the good. Mm-hmm. The, you, we're addressing the 400-pound gorilla, and while you have an issue, it is a tangential issue uh, by any standard. And the folks, and I didn't have a chance to comment on, but the the the, the people who are saying this is really a liberal scheme, you, they keep using, and they don't have, Shannon's answer was fantastic. She had specifics. Mm-hmm. This letter is fantastic. It actually has specifics. They keep talking about the government and the public money you keep accepting their premise i won't it's it's this thing called the government is always going to exist on some level and it, as long as you keep making it the other yeah god instituted government yeah, you you need god to take it back it's yeah. yours if you just keep letting it be an other it's always going to be educating people mm-hmm. most people are never going to homeschool at least in our lifetime maybe something happens but a lot is going to have to change all right using terms like the government i don't want the government to do this it's yours Stop accepting that premise. It's not public money. Amen. It's taxpayer money. It's yours. That so there's a lot of people who's I think they they have a lot of libertarian gobbledygook infecting their notion as you've all, you've just decided that the government is a cartoon thing over there that you will the better say if the founders themselves said if men were angels we wouldn't need government. All right? I I, I, that strain is very, very, and it's not your strain over there. It's frustrating to me. I think you have a valid, they're terrible people out there that would absolutely take that $7,500 and She's run. basically saying elements, Walmart may attract certain elements of people that would take that 7500 bucks and not, not help their kids with it. Of course, okay, we and, and pocket it. That that's that's basically what she is saying because she also admits that she you know, this is a very upscale, not mm-hmm. inexpensive community to live in. Mm-hmm. And so the other side is the, there's a certain kind of hourly wage employee at Walmart that might be inclined to use that for smokes or partying or drinks or whatever. Similar to you know you see people abuse food stamps and other things, mm-hmm. right? So that's what she is saying. Here's the bottom line: Is it? These sorts of exceptions, back to what you were saying, the perfect, the enemy, the good, mm-hmm. the sorts of exceptions, Becky, that you're being asked about, is that worthy of sentencing the entire community of children exactly. to demonic indoctrination? And this is similar to the abortion argument. Now, I don't believe there ought to be exceptions at all. Yeah. Okay. Using my but, but, yeah, but this yeah. has been Todd's argument. Go offer them their beloved rape and incest in life of the mother that almost never happens, exceptions. Go offer that to them. Say, okay, we're just going to get rid of the 87% of abortions that happen for birth control reasons. And well, those exceptions, you can have them whenever you want. We won't say a word about them, okay? Would they take that deal? Nowhere in America would they take that deal. Nowhere on planet Earth would they. Because it's not about the exceptions. It's about the system, and that's the same question here. Yes. Questions like this are not about the exceptions. They're about the system. You're Nehemiah. The guy who brought this question to you is Sanballat and Tobiah. You are up on the wall. There you go. Performing a very great work with a sword in one hand and a, script and a Torah in the other. You're up on the wall performing a, great, a very great work. Sanballat and Tobiah are down there trying to interrupt. What about this? What about that? What about this? I cannot come down from the wall. I am performing a very great work. And you're probably lucky I don't come down from the wall because I have a sword in one of my hands. So I'm going to do us both a favor, do what God told me to do and not do something stupid and do you a favor by not show you the sword in my hand should I come down. So I'm going to stay up here. Stay on target. 
All right. Whatever limited exception of transient employee white trash in your community, you may have to deal with that would act this way towards their kids. Is pales in comparison, Aaron, to the total societal cost of sustaining this system upon another blanket generation of your community. My question, I think it was last week or two weeks ago to both of you. I just opened up to both of you. It was essentially what's what's stopping the private schools from going the way of uh, of colleges with student loans, where the cost of tuition balloons as you have all of this guaranteed money coming in. Um, what's stopping you know uh, a, a private school around here from saying, hey, all of these students were able to afford ten thousand bucks a year. What's stopping us from raising tuition by seventy five hundred bucks now that they have an extra seventy five hundred bucks? What was the first thing that you said, Steve? One, the Holy Spirit. What was the second thing that you said, Todd? People like me and Steve. Yeah, that go to... We, we, Let's just pretend we have a perfect system here. Yeah. Perfect school choice. You get $10,000 a year. You can homeschool with that. You can go to a private school with that. You can go to your crappy public school with that. You can go to your great public school with that. A perfect, perfect system. You're still up on that wall. Yes. There's there, not, there is no the perfect the, system. There's because no at the end of the day, system. there's no perfect system. Yeah, we're east of Eden here. There yeah, is there's no always going system. to be people who take advantage yes. of that. Yes. There's always going to pe- be people who just completely, uh, completely just do a way, do, do piddle around with it. And in my system, it won't be the damn groomer teachers anymore. Yeah. That's right. So we can have exceptions of dastardly deeds. That will happen. They will happen. We are east of Eden. People are sinners. It will occur. We can have those exceptions of dastardly deeds and then punish them accordingly when they occur. Or we can just have whole cloth systemic dastardly deeds and provide them complete funding and no accountability and that's whatsoever. The for you, and that's so, yeah, uh, and which is exactly what we did to essentially hand Satan the country for the last 50 years. Now that's basically the choice. And and I think we went against what I suggested and answered the question the way Steve Dakes and Todd Erzin would talk and not a good Christian, nice, gentle lady like Becky. But I would say to Becky and others like her, and maybe you're a dude, but you're also a little kinder and gentler than we are. And that's great. Frankly, all of you should be kinder and gentler than we are. Okay? But there does come a point in time, and maybe it's in your own way and in your own tone and your own way of putting things, but there comes a point in time that Nehemiah needs to say to Sanballat and Tobiah, and I promise you, when you step into Nehemiah's shoes to rebuild the wall, Sanballat and Tobiah will show up every single time. Every time. And there does come a point in time, all right, that you do have to give him the talk to the hand, okay? I am doing a very great work. I will not come down. Doesn't have to be the way I would say it. Todd would say it. Can be in your own way. Can be kinder. Can be gentler. But... These kinds of people will bog you down in arguing these imperfectibility exceptions forever because they're simps for a system, period. Treat them as such, just in your own temperament and own way. They're not serious. A handful of uh, white trash Walmart cashiers might take the money and not feed their kids. So I guess we should just go ahead and just mask our kids forever and, and, and let them get groomed in the schools. Who would contemplate that as a serious counter except the kind of person that is sympathetic to the system? Only a moron, which probably isn't worth your time anyway. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.